Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Since 1983, Eddie Trunk has been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. A best-selling author, host of TV's That Metal Show, and seven national radio shows, including Trunk Nation, daily on Sirius XM. Interesting. Eddie offers the world his news-making interviews, passionate analysis, honest commentary, and who knows what else. So welcome to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Welcome, everybody. It's Eddie Trunk, and this is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. New episodes every Thursday, podcastone.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Thank you for listening and checking it out each and every week. It is greatly appreciated. Podcast is being brought to you by our good friends at Goodies. Yes, Goodies, great new product, Goodies Hangover. You got to check it out with a powerful pain reliever and a boosting ingredient. You get fast pain relief and a boost of alertness to help battle the groggy, tired feeling that we all know so well that comes with a hangover. Hangover relief at the speed of powder. Check out Goodies Hangover. It's available at Walmart, Dollar General, Amazon, and other fine retailers. For more information, go to goodiespowder.com. And we have some really cool uh, Trunk Nation bumper stickers that Goodies made for me. And if you'd like one of those, the information is on my website, but I'll give you the address right now. It's P.O. Box 41, Cedar Knolls, New Jersey, C-E-D-A-R-K-N-O-L-L-S, New Jersey, 07927. Send me a self-addressed stamped envelope, and I'll get you out some goodies bumper stickers and maybe even a sample of the goodies hangover relief powder while supplies last. Uh, remember, that is for U.S. only, please. Only U.S. return addresses. And uh, be sure to include a self-addressed stamped envelope. You'd be amazed at how many people don't know what a self-addressed stamped envelope is. That would be an envelope with your return address and a stamp on it. And do not seal the return envelope, please. Many people do that, and I can't put the item in it. P.O. Box 41, Cedar Knolls, New Jersey, 07927 for the very cool Trunk Nation Eddie Trunk goodies bumper sticker. And maybe some select envelopes will get a sample of the powder as well. Okay, so uh, here we are with another podcast, and obviously... 
last week, uh, the new podcast that I posted on Thursday, it was too late to be able to do anything on the passing of Eddie Van Halen. That was already out and in process of being posted to all of you guys. Obviously, some time has passed now since you're hearing this, a little over a week since the news of Eddie Van Halen, the tragic news. And I have covered this extensively if you are in the U.S. or Canada and you listen to my Sirius XM radio show, Trunk Nation, on volume. As I've been telling you guys, the interviews you hear on the podcast originate there. You can hear that show every day on 106 live, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time on Sirius XM. Nightly replays 10 to midnight Eastern. If you do listen to that show, I have dedicated almost two straight weeks to talking about and celebrating Eddie Van Halen with a huge variety of artists. Everyone from Neil Sean to Mike McCready to Tom Morello to Sebastian Bach to Brett Michaels to Scott Ian to Tom Kiefer and on and on and on have all come on the show and talked about Eddie Van Halen. I have talked about it in depth. Uh, So really to get overly in depth with my thoughts today would be a bit redundant feeling, and I'm sure you've heard all about it at this point. Only thing I can say is, uh, you know, in a nutshell, of course, as I've been saying, Eddie Van Halen, an incredible guitar player. But above and beyond that, I think that sells it a little short because he was a great producer. He was an all-round great musician, played multiple instruments, a great songwriter, an innovator, an inventor. I mean, so many things beyond just a great guitar player. And I've made the case so many times, you know, you can have all the great guitar playing you want, but if you don't have great songs to go with it, it often doesn't matter quite that much. And that was the thing about Van Halen. Great songs. Timeless, great songs. And to me, uh, that is what was the icing on the cake. Those records are as timeless as ever. And we will always have those records. Sadly, in the last 25 years, not very much from Van Halen. But the good news is, seemingly a ton of material in the studios and the vaults never released. For many, many years and decades, Van Halen have played things very close to the vest and not put things out like that. Will that change now? If the family and the estate decides to change on that, well, we will have tons of Van Halen material for decades to come if they feel it's worth putting out and want to share it with the public. That is only the decision of their the family and the people who control this now, which would probably be Alex and Wolfgang. We will see what the future holds. But the rock world, rightfully so, mourning the passing of a true icon and giant the likes of which we will never see again in the world of rock. And uh, I've certainly done that for the better part of a week and a half on my daily radio show on Sirius XM. Here on the podcast today, I'm going to give you a tiny taste of that. And we may do a little more of this next week. I haven't decided. But interestingly enough, some of the people that reached out to me immediately when Eddie Van Halen passed away were not guitar players. They were singers. And yes, a ton of guitar players did as well, but I think an interesting perspective here will be from two 
singers, two famous rock singers we will bring to you today. First up, Brett Michaels of Poison. Second, Sebastian Bach, formerly of Skid Row. Both of them have great insights and stories to share and love to share for Eddie Van Halen. And I thought, you know, the logical easy path would be to bring you Morello or John Five or Mike McCready or some of these guitar heroes, Neil Sean, all of which I appreciated calling in. And again, we might bring you some of that next week. But I thought, let's take it from just a fan perspective from a lead singer on the impact of Eddie Van Halen and Van Halen. So we'll start with Brett. And then we'll follow up with Sebastian, two singers that uh, had huge success and continue to have success in their career and still incredibly active in their careers. And we'll get thoughts on Van Halen and more with them on this week's podcast. I think you are going to enjoy it. Remember, please follow me on social media at Eddie Trunk, Twitter, where I am most active, Instagram, fan page on Facebook, eddietrunk.com is the official online home as well. Also, Uh, I am on Cameo. If you'd like a personalized greeting, please go to Cameo.com and order. Don't use the app. If you have an Apple device, it costs you and me money. Order directly at Cameo.com. I also want to tell you guys that just escaped me what I wanted to tell you, but I wanted to tell you something. Oh, yeah. So I am going to be part of a couple live shows that are going out. There's a tour that starts tomorrow by an actor and a musician that goes by the name of Bald Man. And I'm going to be hosting some of these shows where they are going to have a great band perform featuring uh, Michael Devin from Whitesnake, the great drummer Brian Tishy, Brent Woods on guitar, So this band is going to play, and then they're going to show a horror movie, and all the shows are free. And the the artist who's doing this goes by the name of Bald Man. And the first date is in Frenchtown, New Jersey, this coming Friday, tomorrow, if you're listening to this on post day. And I'll also be with them on dates in Ohio at the Land of Illusion for Halloween on the 30th and the 31st of October, and also a a date in Vegas on November 6th. Search online, uh, Bald Man Official, I believe, is the tags, and you'll see all the information, and you see the dates that I'll be on. They're on the homepage of eddytrunk.com. So there really are no tours happening, but this one is going out, and they're going to try to do it safely and responsibly, and uh, I'm going to pop out and host some of these dates. be the first thing I've really done along these lines in a very long time, so if you're interested... Uh, Come on out and see me at the shows listed. I'm not on all the shows, just the ones I mentioned, just the ones listed on eddytrunk.com. So just wanted to throw that out there to you as well. Okay, let's uh, come back and get into our interviews this week. First, Brett Michaels, then Sebastian Bach on this week's podcast. Welcome to the MIP. Yeah! (laughs) Michael Irvin Podcast. You knew this was coming. Guess who? start this thing off. Join me every week for the Michael Irvin Podcast. We'll give you the full MIP experience. I'm talking everything from football to fashion. I will be chopping it up with playmakers, headline makers, and I am throwing haymakers. I'm the MVP 
of the MIP. Don't miss it. Download new episodes of the MIP, the Michael Irvin podcast, every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, and Spotify. Hey, everybody, it's Eddie Trunk. As I mentioned, we're going to remember Eddie Van Halen with two singers this week singing the praises of the late, great guitarist. First up, here he is from Poison, Brett Michaels. Bud, how are you, man? How are you holding up with this horrible news? I, You know, Eddie, first of all, hello. And, and second of all, again, like everybody out there in life, the music community, everything, it's devastating. I mean, Eddie Van Halen is, besides going beyond the, the, the guitar wizardry, the, the original playing, the sound, the guy was one of the few guys that can mix insane guitar licks with writing great songs. It was like the perfect combination. And I think all of us, especially me, just devastated to hear the news. And for his, uh, obviously, his immediate family and friends, uh, it's just really, it's painful to hear the news. He's such a, an unbelievable guitarist and guy. In, in the last 24 hours, or a little less since the news broke, uh, it, it's really amazing to me, Brett, and, and I maybe not when you, given what I just said and what we know the impact was, but if you scroll through any social media that you use or whatever, there isn't a person that, was, that is remotely in any way loving or connected to rock that this guy did not impact. I mean, I've, it's, you've never seen anything like it. When I've done... And unfortunately, I've had to do a lot of these sort of tribute shows uh, lately, way too many than I, that I wish, than I wish I was doing. But this is one of those cases where there isn't anyone that doesn't want to talk about the guy because he meant so much to them. What was the first time, and I'm asking everybody this, what was the first time you heard Van Halen? Tell me the story. I remember it beyond specifically. This is a true story. I, I was at my Fred friend. Ted Rosinko's basement. That was his name, Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. And I remember being down there and we heard eruption. So I heard this, you know, I heard eruption. And then all of a sudden, his older brother owned the album and it kicked into You Really Got Me. You know, that bound out, took it down, down, down. And it, that moment, not, the, not that day, that moment changed my life. I was like, it was the, best sound I'd ever heard. It was unbelievably cool. I'd heard people talking about the album, um, but there wasn't social media then. So you heard it through word of mouth and that moment changed my life. Now being that I was a true um, up and coming, really starving musician, I borrowed that record from Ted Rosinko's older brother. And I took a severe beating uh, for taking that album home with me. And it was worth every, I took an ongoing beating for about a week and I gave the record back and I still took a beating, but it was worth <laughs> every beating I took. You know, just and I don't mean you... a beating like verbally. I'm talking about a physical beating. <laughs> a couple black <laughs> eyes for getting the Van Halen record. Uh, you know, Absolutely. Mike McCready. Mike McCready from Pearl Jam was on just before you, and he was he said something which blew my mind. He said to me that when he first started taking guitar lessons, in his first lesson, his guitar teacher played him Eruption, and I was like, "Man, talk about setting the bar and intimidating uh, you as a player." I would imagine for you, you're you're a young, up and coming, starving musician. 
and you hear eruption and that to me would be like, you know what? I think I'm just going to front the band. I think I'm just going to sing. <laughs> I'm not going to attempt Absolute, to pick up the guitar. Let me tell you my, my first, let me add to that story. I can't uh, take it away, but I can add to it. My first guitar lesson right? Cause I love the guitar was at Stabile's music on Trindle road. I went in to take the guitar lesson back then you could smoke. So the rooms were the size of your, maybe a small compact car. You had a little plug in amp and the guy was smoking a cigarette sitting in a chair. I went to play some, a little of that early, early Zeppelin, sweet home Alabama. And they said, no, no, follow the notes. And I played, Mary had a little lamb, you know, a little <laughs> bump, 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 bump. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That was my one and only guitar lesson. I went straight to the classics right after that. I went to Skinner, Van Halen, Zeppelin, and, and learned from listening. And it is, that is as true a story as it gets. And, but it was when I heard that, the rhythm guitar of You Really Got Me, and all of a sudden it goes, oh, and it kicked in. It was I can't explain to you. I got chills on my arm. It was life-changing. See, that's the thing I've been saying ever since yesterday. The immediate go-to, and I get it, is great guitar player, incredible playing, you know, the hammer-ons, the shredding and all that. Yeah, but also the songs. Without the great songs, the riffs, I mean, for, for all the talk about his lead playing, the riffs were insane, but the whole songs, you know better than anybody, you can be the biggest virtuoso, virtuoso in the world, but if you don't have great songs around it, it doesn't, it doesn't mean as much. And, and the thing that was so special about, about Van Halen to me was it was this amazing player, but surrounded by and built around great songs to this day that are as great as when I first heard them. One, Eddie, one million percent. One, that, that's what I'm saying. The songs held up. The guitar playing was out of this world and original. Like, you know, you're thinking, and the cradle. And all of a sudden, you, all these cool things were happening, you know, and a little bit in the vein of that. And I'm saying this with all respect, that Hendrix, they opened up a world. Jimmy Page, they opened up a world of being creative with that guitar. And, and Eddie and Dave and Michael and Alex, they could, it was a chemistry. And then Sammy. I love Sammy. There was a sure. chemistry there of great songs and insane, insanely great guitar riffs. It was a gr it was the perfect combo. When was the first time you saw Van Halen live? Well, are you ready for this story? This yeah. I'll make. I I I will give you the truest story ever. So I'm in the car. Um, at the time, uh, I drive down to the Spectrum in Philly with Ricky Rocket, our drummer, right? We, he has his girlfriend. I have my girlfriend. We drive all the way down. We had bought, you ready for this? The show was sold out. We bought four tickets to a horse race. We, we <laughs> didn't know that you could get scammed. I, Ricky will tell you the story verbatim. We searched the parking lot, and the guy that worked for Van Halen, who I believe I'd stayed in contact with for years and years, even after we finally poison broke, he said we were really bummed out. We couldn't get into the show, and he saw us out there and realized we had been scammed. And he goes, these are great tickets. They're to a horse. This is like he... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm making this. It was like to a horse race that had happened like a month ago, but it looked like a concert ticket because they retyped the Van Halen like physically over it. And he gave us four incredible seats on the floor. And we went in there and it. we got in there just as the show started. And it was, it, it, it again, 
mind blowing. Just what tour? It was what tour was it, Brad? Silly. What tour was yeah, it? You know what? I'm going to go to say it was maybe. It wasn't Diver Down. It had to be Fair Warning. I think it, right. it was Fair Warning. Um, I wanted to say Women and Children first, but I don't think that was it. It was right after in that area. Right. But I want to say maybe Fair Warning or Diver Down. That's an amazing I story because. That correctly. Yeah, that's an amazing story that you got that break, though, because, I mean, uh, how many times, I mean, I know so many people that, that would go out and you'd scalp tickets out front and then you'd find out they were counterfeit or when you got to that turnstile, the thing yes, wouldn't let you through and all that. But you had <laughs> tickets to a horse race and you're all amped yeah. up. But what a break for somebody to bail you out like that, man. That's incredible. It, it, he saw, I think, and I say this. He could feel the bummed outness of my soul, not only for the embarrassment in front of my then girlfriend, but also the Ricky and me staring at each other, starving, starving musicians, wanting to see Van Halen. And this guy was scalping. He was searching the parking lot. Uh, and I will eventually come back to you in a week or two with his actual name. And he worked for them forever. And he was the guy that made sure they weren't, this wasn't happening to people, but I had pre-bought mine way back in Harrisburg. And all of a sudden I looked down and they're like, it's everything's right. Except this was to a horse race. It looked <laughs> like a concert ticket. It smelt like a concert ticket. It wasn't a concert ticket. Brett, did you ever meet him? I, I know you, there was a, a photo online. I think you posted of you guys on a golf course or something. So you, I guess you had some direct interaction with him. Always, always. And we had a couple great charity golf events, obviously backstage at concerts. And but one of the best stories ever is uh, is coming out of uh, one of the golf charity events. And you can't in true Brett Michaels fashion. My car didn't start. I can't make this up. I love the lights on. And Eddie actually helped me get the car jumped. Um, I can't as true as I'm setting here. It happened. That is amazing. I, no, so I, did you, I was making this up, but it is my life story. No, I right. Managed to be, even the comedy of errors that I have, I managed to get through and survive it. That is incredible, incredible. So you got, so you had some experiences with them. Did you know them well? Were you in touch with them, or was it just sort of events that you ran into each other? It was events, and, and again, you know, uh, great events, more than an acquaintance, but definitely were, was not an everyday event. But at great events, and had we we saw each other in Houston and another golf charity thing. Poison was touring; they were touring, and we went down and had an amazing time. And Michael Anthony and Sammy uh, have ended up being uh, really good friends from it, and it was just uh, again. I want to say this, and I know you have a lot of musicians and people that want to talk about it, but it, it's, as I say this with a true humbleness and sadness in my voice, he, he helped change my life. It was awesome. Yeah. You got a favorite record? I, I do. All of them. Every single one <laughs> of them. But my favorite is the first record. It, it yeah. was my, that first album, when I say this, I took a beating for it. I mean, I got thrown against the lockers, punched in the gut, um, because I borrowed what was probably one of the best guitar riffs I'd ever heard, and it was worth it. Wow, that's amazing. Brett Michaels takes a beating for getting the first Van Halen record. That is incredible. That's I don't know it. if I like that. I don't know if that's more in, in, impressive or Eddie Van Halen helping you jumpstart your car. Either way. 
Those are great stories, man. Well, it showed, it, it showed the caliber of person he was meaning we were out and I would do the same for you or anybody, but him coming out there and literally could have walked right by stopped, helped me get the car jumped and going. It was a, it was just a good day in life. And one of those ones that I think people don't think that really happens, but it did. And it, it even made you like him, the music and the chemistry of everyone. Like I said, Sammy's been to my house many times, Michael, you know, I toured with David Lee Roth on skyscraper, but Eddie, his originality and his brother, Alex, they, they just amazing, really set a tone for a lot of people that wanted to be musicians. Yeah. And you think of all those folks today, I was in touch with Sammy and Michael earlier today and, uh, and even Gary Sharon, who, you know, is very broken up yes, over this. Gary, and, you know, yep. if you forget about Gary and he was just a, you know, he was in there too. So, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a rough day, but I think everybody is, trying to think of all these great stories. And as I've been saying consistently, Brad, I mean, look, and I've hung with you. We've been on the bus partying with you and whatever. I mean, I know what a music lover you are. And sadly, some of the music we love, you know, even we were a little too young to experience maybe seeing Hendrix or Zeppelin in their day or whatever. But the nice thing here is as much as we, it sucks that we've lost this guy, we can say because of that Mount Rushmore of all time greats, he's on it. We can say we lived that one. We saw that one. We knew that one. And I think that's a really special thing. It is, and I'm agreeing with you a thousand percent. And I've got the horse tickets with Van Halen typed on it to prove it. Do I've you really still have them? <laughs> I know I, I keep, I'm a hoarder, so I know I got that somewhere. All my memorabilia of music stuff that have changed my life, I know I have those. And trust me, in a couple weeks, I will have the gentleman's name that's, that got us into Van Halen. He saw the true bummed outness and laughed at the tickets and gave us four tickets to go in. Oh, that's a great story. Listen, bud, I appreciate a few minutes, and let's talk again under better circumstances. You're good. The family's well. The health is okay. Health is good. Family's good. I want to say this to you. Stay healthy. I need you, my friend, and to, to Wolfgang, to, to Valerie, to ev- to everybody out there, uh, my, my deepest condolences. All the best, Brett. Stay in touch, okay? Stay well. He will. Thank you. You too. Thanks to Brett. We will come back and welcome in Sebastian Bach on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. This, this is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Eddie Trunk back with you on the podcast. Our second interview this week is with Sebastian Bach. He also one of the first to reach out to me about the death of Eddie Van Halen. Wanted to share some thoughts. As always, Sebastian, incredibly entertaining. And uh, here he is. Enjoy. Hey, buddy. How are you hanging hey. in there? Hey. How's it going, Eddie? Um, wish we could uh, speak under happier circumstances. but. Um, uh, you know, Eddie wasn't just a hero to guitar players. Um, I've been listening, uh, all day yesterday to all the tributes from everybody. And, um, it, it always blows my mind when, when your one of your heroes dies, that you have a physical response, like, like a family member, because Eddie Van Halen feels like a family member to, to us all because of how much joy 
and how important he was to all of us in our lives. And, and one thing that I have not heard that I just wanted to add is, is if people didn't, weren't around when Van Halen, you know, came out and started like you and me were, even though I was young, I, I was into them from the very first album. Mm-hmm. Uh, when my ba- when my babysitter brought it over, and I got to see them three times uh, when I was a kid. Fair warning, Diver Down, 1984. Um, but the thing that I don't know if people realize now is that Van Halen was a rallying cry. Even the words, Van Halen, me and my friends, it, 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 just the words, Van Halen, Became like an adjective. I remember I went to an all-boys private school. We were on a canoeing trip. And we made a pact that if the boat capsized, all all of my friends and me would yell at the top of our lungs, Van Halen, <laughs> we were going into the water, and we all said, "Yeah, we got to do that. We got it." That's that. That's what, and none of us knew why. Now the funny thing is is that when I met Dimebag and Vinnie Paul, I told them that exact story. We were talking about Van Halen. Dimebag and Vinnie looked at each other and said, are you kidding me? They told me that when they would go dirt biking or, or do something crazy, they would always look at each other and scream, Van Halen! <laughs> <laughs> like, like a, like a, like an adjective or a verb, because not only was Eddie's guitar playing like otherworldly, everything about the band was otherworldly. Like from the from the notes of eruption to watching them on stage and Ed Edwards' songwriting, it it, it became like like a rallying cry of everything that was cool, not just guitar playing, just being cool. Van Halen. like Well, just the logo. knew what that meant, you know? Exactly, but to that point, just the logo, VH. I mean, you know, in in school. How many people just had VH on everything because it was exactly what you're saying? I used to get liquid paper and and make the Van Halen logo on the back of my jean jacket thinking that was cool. <laughs> but I mean it was a they were a cultural force, not just a rock band. Like like it was more than that. It was a way of life. Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen, you know, it's it's the thing that makes me so sad is when you lose a guy like Eddie Van Halen and you lose a guy like Neil Peart, we are witnessing the end of musicianship on that caliber and that level. At the same yeah. time as technology, I don't see how the world can have all this technology and then produce and Edward Van Halen, because I mean, maybe that is possible, but I certainly don't see it happening anytime soon or, you know, because Edward Van Halen built his own technology. He built his own amps. He built his own guitars. Alex built his own drums. You know, I mean, these guys did it. The original 
do-it-yourself rockers, uh, Van Halen, and and it's just so sad. I, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how to how to put it other than it's like a family member dying. Like it, that's what it feels like. Not to insult my family members, but <laughs> Eddie's like like a part of our life, you know. For yeah, a long it's time. true. It's true. Even if you, even if uh, we, you know, I didn't know him personally really at all, but uh, to, but, but you felt that way as a fan and the, the smile, the guitar playing the videos, you just felt like one of the guys, you know, he's up there loving life, doing his thing. And we're, we're grateful for it. Baz, tell me about um, you, you, uh, I guess, was it the, on the 95, a subhuman race you toured with Van Halen was Skid Row out on the balance tour. Skid Row opened the whole USA balance tour, um, the first leg, the first leg. And uh, I got to know Eddie. Um, I got to know Alex. And uh, the first day of the tour, Edward came into our dressing room. We couldn't believe it. And he was playing guitar the whole time. (laughs) He was just hanging out. And my son uh, was very young at the time, like six. And Eddie talked to my son Paris about playing the drums and how cool it would be if he played with his brother. And and the ones, you know, because they all knew how much of a fan I was. And so back then, before the internet, we used to go to Japan where bootlegs were legal. And I used to come home to Jersey with suitcases full of vintage Van Halen, like Japanese television shows and Amsterdam Hall and like from all over the world that nobody had at all, including Eddie Van Halen. And I was like, dude, I've got you on Japanese TV and on the (laughs) first album tour. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. You do not. I go. And so he said, I want to see all of this. So I made him, I, I went home and I made him copies. I said, Edward Van Halen, this is your life. And gave him all these videos. And then he watched them and he came back. He goes, that's incredible, man. Like, like, and the cradle will rock with Dave wearing those big boots. And, and I go, so Eddie, why don't you just release this? And he goes, nah, I can't, I can't be releasing that stuff. Because this is when they were out with Sammy, right? And I said, why not? And he goes, you don't want any, anybody else making all that money, do you? And he goes, well, that's true. <laughs> but, 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 you know, because I listen to your show all the time, and, and us as fans always wondered why they never put out stuff, you know. There's you nothing. On YouTube. You have more, you have more than what's actually come out. I mean, I was in a studio in North Hollywood like a year and a half ago and a guy played me a Van Halen box set of a ton of, of stuff that's never been released. And he was like, yeah, I was commissioned to do this by Warner brothers. And then when I did it, they decided they want to put it out. So I'm, I'm hoping, look, this is a tragedy that we're dealing with, but I hope when the dust settles that maybe some of these things will, the, the path will be cleared for it to come out because if you think about it, and I know you're a big collector of stuff, there's there's very little as far as extra no, stuff is. or concerts. There's really nothing. No, I know, and you know what's really uh, I I I got to open up for Van Halen um, in Australia uh, like like three or four years ago, and and the band with Wolfie, and by the stroke of the Lord Jesus. 
I got to sit next to David Lee Roth in first class from Australia to America. Can you imagine? Oh, that my God. Like? <laughs> and we were both sober. We, we, we spent... 12 hours, me and Dave drinking coffee, laughing and talking at the top of our lungs. We got told to be quiet a million times. Dave's louder than me, which is nuts. So I said to him, I go, uh, he was reading a Tom Clancy book, which was kind of neat. But um, I said, because this is right when the Eagles, I'm sure you've seen the history of the Eagles documentary, right? Yes. Have you seen that? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's so so in depth. And I said, Dave, why? Why don't you? What, imagine how cool it would be if Van Halen made their own documentary like the Eagles did of that detail with all that footage. And he he seemed like it would be a cool idea. But you know, now with Edward gone, how's that even possible? You know, like I mean, it's just he died too young, man. Like really, it's. <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah. they could do it with with other footage, but yeah, you know, we I don't know. Edward at the age of sixty five. Yeah, and it's crazy because I've made this point a lot. In the last 25 years, we've gotten very little. We're lucky we got so much at the front end because the back end, there really is not that much. Let let me ask you this because I'm asking everybody this, Sebastian, and it always leads to interesting stories. When was the first time you heard Van Halen? Like, friend play of the record, you heard it on the radio. Like, what was the first thing you heard? I'll paint the picture for you. My babysitter brought it over <laughs> when she was babysitting. I was like 12 or 11, maybe 11. And, uh, no, I was, I don't some, something like that. And she put it on it. And, and I was a cheap trick fanatic because that's right. When Budokan came out and, and all that stuff. And I want you to want me. And I had never heard of Van Halen. And I, and I looked at the cover when she dropped the needle to me, they sounded like, if Cheap Trick were the devil, <laughs> like they were rude. They were so rude and dirty and mean. And then Eruption came on, and nobody in the world had ever heard anything like Eruption ever. And it's and I, you know, it's like, is that a guitar? Is that a harpsichord? Is that a is that a synthesizer? Like what? nobody had ever heard anything like that, but combined with the virtuosity of Edward and the humor of all of them, Dave and all of them, they were so funny. They were so much fun. That's the thing about Van Halen. As as I said before, it was like an adjective, like Van Halen. When you screamed the words Van Halen, everybody kind of knew what that meant. Everybody put their fist up in the air. We're going to kick some ass. We are going to have the best, time van halen like that's that was the excitement of it they were just yeah it screams so party i mean it screams it's the so ultimate exciting party I mean, even the environment i remember walking yeah. through the parking lots going into the arenas for the shows oh. i mean those were the biggest oh parties God. you ever saw you know it's just crazy went, hey the, yeah. go ahead go ahead what are we gonna well i just wanted to ask you you know the other I'm thing not, about van halen I, uh, 
that I've noticed over the years in talking to people, is there a distinctly American thing? Like they're, they are by far the biggest in America. A lot of places outside of America, it didn't translate as much. So, so you growing up in Canada, it sounds like it definitely hit there as well. Absolutely massive in Toronto, uh, Montreal. Um, uh, they were, we all worshiped Van Halen to the point where, when uh, the Diver Down tour uh, was on, I was at a private boys' school called Lakefield College School, um, and my dad took me and my buddy George from Canada. He drove us all the way to Syracuse over the border. When we turned into Syracuse, it's just what you said. Uh, they played the Carrier Dome, and the whole town was dressed up like Van Halen. Some guys looked like Dave with the bandanas below the knees, and some guys looked like Eddie with the stripes and everything, making their own designs. But the whole town, it was like a kiss show. There was just guys like trying to look like Van Halen. You know, this is me you're talking to. I ended up a career kind of looking like Van <laughs> but uh you know I, i've seen pictures of me and dave literally like i did i couldn't tell if it was me or him like there's a couple of pictures like that but but uh i i just as i said that if people don't understand it was more than a band it was like a lifestyle it was a way of life that eddie van halen brought to america and the world uh, like they were huge in Japan, you know, I mean, and they, and South America, they were one of the first bands to play like queen was the first, I think, but then Van Halen played in 83, um, women and children first tour, I believe one of those. And, uh, you know, I mean, Eddie was a, an inventor and, uh, I just remember being on tour with him and, 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 hanging out with him. He was just a great guy. And, and, uh, you know, there was a little talk of me maybe joining the band around the Gary Sharon time. Uh, Doc McGee had me up at the office and, uh, Ray Daniels was managing them at the time. And Ray and Doc were talking, uh, but they didn't want Eddie to smoke weed. And I go, well, that's funny because I was smoking weed with Ray Daniels. I go, so you can smoke it, but I can't? What the fuck? <laughs> ha- the lead singer of Van Halen can't smoke pot? What? <laughs> I go, well, that's where I learned how to smoke pot. Thanks a lot, Van Halen. <laughs> but that was a discussion. Um and, you never uh, rehearsed. You never you rehearsed know, with them, did you? Did you? Did you try? Did you no, play with them? No, no, no. But oh, okay. I, but I was summoned into Doc's office, and Ray. You know, there was talk of that. It was at the time they were looking for a singer, but I didn't. I didn't get to audition. I don't think Doc was into me uh, leaving Skid Row either. There was something about that. Well, right, right. for a, a week or two. but uh this is a sad day man and it really blows my mind that uh we lost neil peart and edward van halen in the same year i know maybe people think oh i i think that's astonishing i i yeah you you and me in high school 
knew that we they Eddie and Neil would die in the year 2020, both of them. But to me, that's just really like I don't know. Could this year suck any harder? Uh, no. I don't think it could. Um, no, I, I I agree with you on that, man. I really do. Well, listen, bud, I got a ton of people here, and I appreciate you taking some time to call in. And I know you always listen, and you know you're you're always welcome. And yes. thank you for waking up early and and being on. And I, I appreciate it. I really do. Uh, we appreciate the show, dude. And and in these horrible times, when I listen to your show, I'm I'm think I'm speaking for all the rock fans. You kind of like remind us of who. We are in this horrible year listening to your shows like, oh, yeah, we used to have a great time, man. <laughs> and I look forward to doing that again as soon as possible. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate that. I hear that from a lot of people, and it means a lot. I try to create that diversion at least yeah. for a couple hours a day, so I appreciate you saying that. Um, stay in touch, man, yeah. and, and best to the family, and hang okay. in there, okay? You too, buddy. Van Halen! Woo! There it is. That's a great point Sebastian makes. It really is. Take care, man. Well, thanks to Baz. Thanks to Brett Michaels earlier. Thought it would be a little bit interesting and different to bring you a couple lead singers heavily impacted by the death of Eddie Van Halen. As I mentioned, the last week and a half, I've been doing nonstop Van Halen tributes. So many artists on. If you listen to me daily on Sirius XM 106 volume, you've heard the whole picture here on the podcast, a little taste of just a couple of the interviews that joined us talking about Eddie Van Halen. Maybe we'll do more on this next Thursday. I'll see what happens. A lot of other stuff to pull from. And of course, a lot of other things going on as well. Want to thank, as always, Goodies and uh, the great new product, Goodies Hangover, for sponsoring the podcast. Powerful pain reliever, boosting ingredient. You can get fast pain relief and a boost of alertness to help battle the groggy, tired feeling that comes with a hangover. Be sure to check out Goodies Hangover, hangover relief at the speed of powder. Available at Walmart, Dollar General, Amazon, and other fine retailers. More info at goodiespowder.com. My thanks to Katie Irizarry. She, of course, is the producer of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Again, the interviews you heard came from my daily radio show, Trunk Nation, on Sirius XM 106 volume, heard live every day, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time, across America and Canada, and, of course, nightly replays 10 to midnight Eastern Time. Have a great week, everybody. Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. And I will see you guys again next Thursday for a new episode, podcast1.com, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Take care.
Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music field trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com.